Hello. Hi there, friends. Welcome to Move Into Coherence. I'm Pamela Stokes. In today's episode, we will be doing more of the lymph system, moving the lymph fluid, and we will be doing particularly the arms today. So let's get into it. Let's begin by having a little heart coherence, and then we'll do the waking and shaking, which is the three-part motion. And then we'll come back and we'll learn a little bit more about the lymph system and a little review. And then we'll get into the motion. Thanks for being here. I do appreciate it. So let's start with our three bells and we'll go into our heart coherence. These bells come from Tibet. They were a gift to uh, the students of the Brave Thinking Masters. And this is from Mary Morrissey. I was uh, able to be part of this group for a couple of years and I've learned a lot from her. So I appreciate having these bells. Oh, I wanted to actually mention something because I was born in the Chinese year of the dragon and this just happens to have the dragons on it. So that's pretty cool. This is also the year of the dragon this year. And it happens to be for me, the same one that was in my birth year. So it's pretty exciting for me. I feel like I'm coming back around. <laughs> All right, so here's our three bells and we let them ring to completion. And now we'll drop into heart coherence. So just bringing your awareness to your heart area. And if it helps to have your hand there, please do that for yourself. I like to do it myself. Bringing your awareness into your heart. And then allowing your breath to slow down a little deeper and a little slower than usual. And ideally, we're looking for about five or six seconds in and five or six seconds out. And through the nose is ideal. And you may want to close your eyes. And then imagine that the breath is flowing in and out through the heart. Five or six seconds in, five or six seconds out through the heart. And then bringing to mind something that helps you feel gratitude or appreciation. 
And it could be something simple, like the sun is still doing its thing for us. And then over the next couple or three breaths, allow your breathing to come back to a natural pace and you can relax your hand and let your eyes come open to a soft gaze. Thanks for joining in with me on that one. When we practice heart coherence, and I like to do it every day, in fact, I made a sort of an agreement with myself that I would do it anytime I was using the restroom. And so I just drop into a little heart coherence. And it has been shown that even if we're just a few people doing it simultaneously, we can affect the field. And this has been measured. So I wanted to describe that actually the there's a, a group of people that are doing this from 11 a.m. to 11.15 a.m. Pacific time, Sundays. And so we're kind of tying into that. And just know that there are thousands of other people doing this simultaneously with us when we do our heart coherence. Pretty cool. All right, so let's go ahead and do our waking and shaking. Please come to standing and join in. Yes, the first part of waking and shaking is called waking up. And what we're doing here, we're standing with our feet in line with our shoulders. And we're going to get small and then we're going to get large or expanded. And that's what we do in waking up. So the knees will bend. They'll move in toward one another. We round the back, curl over, bend over, and drop the head down. The arms will bend so the hands come up towards the elbows and we get round and small. And then slowly letting your legs get long and your belly and your back and your arms get long. We reach up, we look up, and then let your arms float down by your sides. Take a break, take a breath. Notice what's different for you. And then we'll do that one more time. The knees bend, they come in toward one another, they don't need to touch. And then rounding the back, curling over, bending the arms so the hands come up towards the shoulders, drop the head, get round, get small. And then slowly let the legs get long, let the belly get long, let the back get long, the arms get long, the head and eyes reach up, look up, and then let your arms float down by your sides. Take a break, take a breath. And then we'll do the tongue. The tongue is where we press the tip of the tongue up to the center of the roof of the mouth. 
and we press it gently up and we're creating a little tension in the digestive tract, which is about 33 feet long. It's a bunch of tubes. <laughs> well, it's all one tube, but it's all in different directions once we get down to the low belly. So when we create that little bit of pressure, we're tightening up the whole digestive tract. And then when we release slowly, we're letting that digestive tract soften. So see if you can notice that for yourself. Let's go ahead and do it together. Pressing the tip of the tongue gently up into the center of the roof of the mouth. And then slowly, of about five seconds, allow your tongue to soften all the way down to the root of the tongue. And then let's take a breath and a break and just notice how that feels for you. I'm definitely noticing some settling. All right, let's go on to the third part of waking and shaking, which is the shaking. This is called a quick shake, and it comes through the practice of Qigong. What we're doing is we're allowing our body to move this way so that we can move the lymph fluid, and we're going to be moving the lymph in a more particular way later. But this will get it all flowing our blood flow increases, and the energy inside of our body will also increase. So let's do this together. The tailbone is where we begin, and we wag our tail like we're a happy dog. I know it looks silly, but let's be silly together. Here we are, knowing that this is really good for us. Let that tail wag, and let your legs be soft and wiggly, and knees are soft and bent, maybe and let your arms be soft and wiggly and let this come all the way into the neck and the head. Everything's shaking. This is a gentle shaking. Knowing that we're moving our fluids and our energy around. And then move that weight, that shaking up the spine all the way to the crown of the head and we'll pause there. And then loose lips, motorboat sound. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> and take a break and take a breath. It's funny, I stuck my tongue out on that one at first and started doing a raspberry. That's not what we're doing. We're doing motorboat. So when we do the motorboat, thanks for joining in. When we're doing the motorboat, we are uh, loose with our mouth loose, we're allowing ourselves to have softening through the mouth and the jaw. Okay, so into the lymph system we go a little deeper. So we did this a couple weeks ago where we were doing the movement of the lymph through the head. And if you were there to join in, that was, um, well, actually, I think now three weeks because we had a week off where I was attending a, a workshop with Jean Houston last weekend. But when we did this, we were just doing the, the head. And today we're gonna add in a little bit more with the head, but also we're gonna work with the arms today. So I wanted to do a little review of what the limb system is and how it helps us. I'm gonna take a sip of water. So the lymph system maintains the fluid levels in the body and the blood. 
and it carries any of the old dead cells and the tissues that have broken down and uh, will bring that out of the body. The lymph nodes are the places along the lymph system where these cells can get digested by our white blood cells and the bacteria that we make. These are things that we are doing for ourselves and it will digest those little bits of cells. And then the fluid will move into the ducts and there are two major ducts and we'll be working with them a little bit. And then it can go back into the bloodstream and get carried into the kidneys and then filtered out and that's what comes out in our urine. So we're, uh, we're moving these uh, fluids to also maintain the pressure inside of the body. So we kind of have these levels of pressure. We have different um, what are called diaphragms throughout the body that help to maintain the balance of pressure throughout our system. Well, sometimes we need more pressure in certain areas. And so these diaphragms will sort of close off and we can create more pressure in one area. Um, but the lymph fluid is here to kind of uh, equilibrate or maintain that balance throughout the entire body. So that it's very important for that as well. When we have the pressure buildup, we might experience pain because the, uh, the buildup of that pressure is, is affecting the fascia. And the fascia is our connective tissue. If we took all our bones and muscles and everything, all our organs away, it would still look like us. The fascial network is our 3D shape. And so when we have these buildup of pressure uh, from the fluid building up in between these diaphragms, these membranes, we can get the fascia to expand maybe too much. And there are pain receptors in the fascia that indicate there's, there's something going on. So when we hear pain, when we feel pain, know that that is a message, that there's something that is not balanced. Maybe we've got too much fluid in one area and not enough in another. So the fascia is communicating continually to us what is, what's going on inside the body. And that is a very helpful piece of information. So when we move the lymph fluid, we're allowing those pressures to equilibrate. And you may notice pain goes away because we no longer have a, a gathering up of this fluid and causing the pressure against the fascial network and sending that pain signal. I have noticed um, in recent, and, and you know, for myself as well, recent people, uh, clients that have noticed that they're having shoulder pain. And this today, what we're learning today is going to help to eliminate that. Because as I said, again, if we've got too much uh, fluid in one area, or it's not flowing, maybe the lymph nodes are, are getting kind of stuck, and there's uh, too much stuff in there. This moving the lymph ourselves, this self lymphatic drainage, it's called, um, can eliminate the pain that you may be experiencing in the shoulders. One of the things that causes the shoulders to have this increased buildup of fluids, let's say, or pressure buildup, is that we're tightening, we're, we're raising our shoulders up, we're bracing, or it could feel, and a lot of women feel this especially, and maybe men too, I'm not a man, so I don't really know, but society puts a lot of pressure on women, especially to 
be the the mom and the wife and the worker and the, 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 the on and on and on right there's a lot of pressure and we got to keep it all together and you know push on through and I know men receive a lot of pressure as well because they're supposed to be the protectors of providers and that's a big burden to put on to our men so we've we've really been putting a lot of pressure a lot of weight on our shoulders and so this motion today is really going to help with releasing the pressure and knowing we don't have to do it all. We're not the only ones and we can let go of some of this burden. So in a metaphorical way in the body, we can say we're releasing the weight from our shoulders. It's not all on us. And I feel that this is important for us to remember that there's a lot of influences in our world from the sun and the solar flares, which are huge right now, by the way, just wanted to mention that we've had vast amounts of solar uh, flares, many more than our history has ever shown that we know about. And so this is a heightened amount of energy that's coming in. So that is in and of itself a big thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. We also have the pressures of, you know, making enough money to survive and getting the right job. And maybe we don't like our job. I read a, a statistic that said somewhere around 70% of people don't like their job. So maybe this is something that is opening for you to remember and realize, gosh, you know, I have a lot more skills and gifts than I even remembered. And I'm going to use some of these things and start creating from a different place. And who knows where that will lead for you. But trusting that um, life isn't just just a waking up and doing your work and then going to sleep and getting drunk on the weekends. That's not what this is about. We're We're dealing with evolution here. These energies coming in from the sun, expanding us and allowing more to move through us may feel overwhelming. A lot of people are experiencing that. A lot of people are experiencing insomnia where they're having trouble sleeping or on the opposite end, they're having trouble staying awake. They're fatigued. And I believe, and I know that these energies are coming in. We are not used to them. So I feel that this, these different modalities or these different techniques that we're learning with the lymph system is actually going to help equilibrate the energies, allow them to flow easily through us so that we're not feeling this congestion, this tightness, the burden, the weight on our shoulders, all of those things that can lead to really feeling small. And we have talked about this before in the the realm of the new physics, what we learn is that anytime we have space expansion inside the body, that allows for these uh, ambient energies, which are always swirling around us. We can't get away from them. They're, we're part of it. <laughs> we, we add more to it uh, by feeding the field when we feed it heart coherence, for example. But these, uh, these ambient energies are allowed a space to come into when we create this expansion and space in our body. And these energies can come in and they can start swirling around. And this is how we create more life. We matter. We create matter. And so by creating space and allowing ourselves to feel that expansion, the new energies that are coming in, these very large uh, bursts of energy that are coming in, have a place to swirl and we can create more 
life for ourselves. And this is a good time, this particularly this month of February and into March, maybe a really good time for you to explore the, the things that you love to do and have fun with that. Play around with maybe art uh, uh, materials, you know, play around with some of those things, or maybe you're more of a creator in writing, or maybe you like to create music, um, yeah, or food. There's a lot of things that we can create. And maybe you're pregnant and you're creating a new life. That's a big one. <laughs> so just imagine the things that you are, uh, that maybe give you a feeling, a sense of, I'm really alive and I'm, I have these gifts to share on the planet. I think this is a good time for that. All right, so back to the lymph system. Basically, we are um, going to have buildups when we've had an injury, when we've had a surgery, we might have a buildup of lymph fluid, but they can also be simply uh, energetic or a thought, uh, a recurring thought that, you know, yes, I'm burdened, I have too much weight on my shoulders, you know, these kinds of things can also cause this constriction. One thing I do want to say about the lymph system, and I said this the last time when we learned about it a few weeks ago, is that it is not uh, carrying cancer cells. So this is something that we have heard and we learn that this is a truth. Well, this has not been shown to be accurate. And I have a friend, I've mentioned her before, Dr. Jody Rosenblatt, who is a cell biologist and has run a lab for many, many years decades. And just to give you sort of a, a level of where she is, she received the largest uh, NIH grant ever given to a single laboratory for her work in cancer. So she's, she's top notch. And what she had found uh, many years ago was that this metastas metastasis, in other words, where we think we have a tumor in one area and then the cells are moving through the lymph system and getting to other parts of the body, that has not been proven. And what she found was these cells are actually forming in different parts of the body simultaneously. So there's no metastasis that happens. It's a controversial piece of information, I know, but she's validated it both with uh, her fish that she works with, zebrafish, but also with mice. And, uh, and it was published, so, you know, accepted by her peers um, that this is so. And it does kind of flip the paradigm of cancer around and maybe it will help you to feel that our body's not attacking itself. That's what I really want us to, to gather from a lot of the information that I share here is that our body is ever seeking more life. We're not trying to kill ourselves. It's not trying to die. If our body produces cancer, there's a reason. And the emotional component of that is very important. The emotional component, which is what underlies the development of cancer, usually relates to people-pleasing, doing something that you don't really want to do for another person to maintain that relationship at any cost, um, but not being authentic to yourself. So that's a really important part of becoming um our greatest, highest selves, is to remember what's important to me. What, what do I value? So we have a balance between these two. 
We can't just be all about self. That doesn't work because we are interdependent. We can't get away from that. That's a really important thing. We, you know, in order to eat, we've got to, somebody's got to grow the food and somebody's got to bring it to the store. And then, you know, the people in the store have to put it out on the shelf. So just a small example of our interdependence. So we can't separate the two. We've got to combine them and know that, yes, it's important to care for others. Yes, it's important to be kind, but at what cost? So we want to make sure that we are being authentic in ourselves and our values and what we stand for. At the same time, we can also give. So it's a living that allows us to give to ourselves and receive for ourselves. We do receiving hands uh, to receive in the good. And then we also have enough 